Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for the bigger picture. Stocks have dropped and the dollar rallied after a wave of rate hikes from central banks this week. The Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank warning of more pain to come. Yep, there's still some way to go. We saw the S&P 500 fall more than 2%, closing at its lowest level in more than a month. Tech-heavy Nasdaq dropping more than 3%. Stocks in Europe also closing lower after the ECB revised upward its 2020. 24 inflation projections. So we've got quite a bit to discuss here. I mean, how investors are reacting to this and really what the, the outlook looks like where bonds are concerned. And helping me out this morning is Ng King Siang, Asia Pacific Head of Fixed Income for State Street Global Advisors. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks a lot for taking the time to speak with me regarding this. There must have been quite a reaction, especially on the back of the Fed's announcement. Uh, Give us an overview of how investors are reacting at the moment to those rate hikes by the FOMC and the ECB. Right. Well, I guess the prior to the uh, rate hike actions, uh, investors were expecting that the central banks uh, will be slowing down on its rate hike some point in uh, early next year. Um, they're, I guess, not getting that message from the central banks. So there is a bit of a disappointment in that. Still, we have seen the price actions of a bit of a rise in bond yields. But having said that, I think investors are still going to have a, a different in terms of the perception and expectations of the market versus the central banks. Generally, investors are expecting slowdown of growth, some recession risk, whereas the central banks continues to focus on the inflation objectives that they're trying to achieve. Hence, uh, we do see a, a dichotomy in terms of expectations versus what the market price actions will be going forward. Interesting point to bring up there. Now, this is obviously going to affect perception going into 2023. I just want to get your take on uh, in terms of the outlook here because they're saying we're not quite done yet. Expect more of these hikes through 2023 before you can even imagine a stop in 2024, not quite the level that they want. Uh, We already see a lot of projections being revised, as you mentioned a while ago. Uh, What's your take on how investors are going to approach 2023? I think investors will look at 2023 with a fair amount of caution. I think this year has been particularly bad for many asset classes, including fixed income and equities. And so into next year, while investors are looking at possibly Fed will taper off and slow down, uh, the communications is from the central banks themselves are creating a bit of a disappointment. And so therefore, investors will have to manage the positions very carefully. Fair amount of volatility may continue within the market. So the swings that we are currently seeing from time to time will still be a prevalent uh, phenomenon. I think investors will have to look into the medium to longer term when it comes to positioning, uh, especially on the fixed income side, uh, the inflation situation may remain sticky mm. for some time. So therefore, the central banks are still going to talk tough, I think, because <laughs> that's what their mandate is. And so therefore, they need to protect that. But I think that the central banks at some point, if they will see more convincing indicators of a, a slower inflation, I think that may start to change. But I think the market right now is 
to not having that same view with the central banks. Yeah, especially overnight when you see those disappointing retail sales numbers uh, going into Christmas. Wait a minute, what's the Christmas season shopping going to be like? Uh, Exactly. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Uh, I know you you touched on this briefly earlier on, uh, King Siam, but uh, would you mind sort of elaborating a little bit more on how the Fed's policy outlook is going to affect bonds? Yeah, for the Fed's policy outlook, they are looking at staying costs for now. And so that means that there will still be uh, continuing uh, upward momentum for interest rates. And that typically will be bad for bonds. Now, we are at a stage whereby the Fed has done tremendous amount of rate hike in this current cycle. And the general feeling or the view from the market is that they are closer to the end rather than the beginning of the rate hike. Mm-hmm. So in, in this kind of circumstances, when we are closer to the so-called end game yeah. of any rate movements, the market's reaction sometimes may not be as they would be behaving yeah. in a middle part of the, 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 the rate hike cycle. So in the middle part, when it's hiking rates, the yield would just continue to go up. But when you are coming to, towards the end of the, the phase, the market expectations may actually cause the bond performance to move around plus minus that way, that way. So therefore, in this case, it's not necessarily that if the Fed continue to raise rates, mm. yields may go up a lot. I think yields may go up slightly, but I think at some point, you know, investors will feel that whether the Fed really believes it at that point, mm. uh, they would think that the uh, the slowdown is imminent, right? So, so therefore, you know, the performance may not be as you would expect that rising you, sorry, rising interest rate doesn't re- necessarily mean rising you at that point. Okay. I mean, uh, we've also seen the, the strength of the dollar affect businesses, American businesses outside of America. I do wonder, right, looking even broader, what does the current picture mean as far as the outlook for emerging markets are concerned? For the emerging markets, for next year, we are also looking at a slowdown um, due to the overall global picture that we are expecting uh, moderating growth. Well, I guess with the exception of China, because of very low growth base this year, uh, next year there will be a rebound. So I think that provides some offset. But the bigger macro picture is still that the global economy will be slowing down. So for the rest of Asia emerging market economies, uh, there will still be a slowdown. Now, these, perhaps one slight bright point would mm. be that you would expect inflation to be moderating. Yeah. Um, so because of the demand is slowing down, uh, that would be help, helping us. The, the other thing is on the currency, as you mentioned, on the dollar. Mm. While we expect the dollar strength may continue a while, Generally, for next year, we're expecting the dollar to lose its allure. So therefore, our Asian currencies may perform better uh, towards the like, second half of next year. So in that sense, I think for the Asian economies, that would also be helpful for them in terms of keeping the inflation at the uh, lower end of the range. Okay. Uh, King Xiang, what are your top three conviction calls to invest in right now? Uh, at this point, if I just look at the Asian fixed income, I'll be looking at the markets whereby the rates have risen at a fairly attractive level. I think those would be markets like Indonesia, Korea, for instance. Mm. And then if you're looking at the, on the currency front, I think most of the Asian currencies are, are doing quite well. Um, you know, they have been so-called beaten up quite badly this year. 
So those currencies that you've been looking at, for instance, the uh, Japanese yen, uh, the Korean won, and uh, also like the Indonesia rupiah uh, are also going to be candidates we think that would do uh, very well next year. All right. Interesting. Uh, Just uh, some final closing thoughts. What do you think are some of the key risks facing markets? Yeah, the main risk we see um, into the next few months uh, will be still um, the geopolitical risk. Mm. Um, And geopolitical risk has got uh, a few kind of dimensions impacting the fixed income market. The first one would be uh, on the global growth. That would potentially create further downward pressures on global growth if, let's say, um, you know, the tensions develop into some military actions and so forth. Um, so right now, we are seeing mainly the Russia-Ukraine, but that's also disrupting the supply chain. The second aspect of geopolitical tension is the energy prices. That has been causing a lot of problems to the whole world. Uh, I think into next year, that could be still a risk, even though we, we think that energy prices may you know, remain at around current level, not going up too far from here. The I guess the other factors on risk that we'll be looking at are potentially we call the policy missteps or also the um, so-called uh, mismatch of uh, investors' expectations versus what the policymakers are doing. In this challenging environment, we may see authorities sometimes either taking actions through the policy implementation or communications that may not seem to be so-called investor-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore, I think these are areas that we are looking at uh, as potential risks. All right, excellent stuff. I do appreciate your time this morning. I've been speaking with Ng King Xiang, Asia-Pacific Head of Fixed Income, State Street Global Advisors. Thanks again for your time. Have a good day ahead. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.